you know, usually when we are we think of disasters, psychiatry or trauma-related psychiatry, we think of events that happen once, like a natural disaster or 9/11 comes to mind. The, the event is over, and then we're dealing with with the exposure to trauma and anxiety. But in this is an ongoing event, and we are all going through it slowly, and so we're all participants in it, and and that just is another dimension that is unique to this pandemic. And who knows what's ahead? As recent developments in Brazil and India indicate, and with the possible risk of viral variants, it's wise to be on guard during this ongoing recovery process. That includes employing strategies for addressing mental health issues. Hi, I'm David North. Welcome to a conversation with Dr. Manish Sapra. Dr. Sapra is the director of the Behavioral Health Service Line for Northwell Health and assistant professor for the Zucker School of Medicine, Department of Psychiatry. He is responsible for managing mental health services throughout the system. Dr. Sapra discusses how the traumas of 2020 are influencing the use of tools for addressing today's mental health challenges. First, a look back. When the pandemic started, and, and we saw a significant surge in hospitalizations. You know, there were reports back in uh, March, April, and May all the time on, on our news of, of hundreds of people dying every day, uh, trucks outside the hospitals uh, to take dead bodies and all. That was a time when everybody was just panicking and uh, concerned about our, their own health and, and in the fear of, of death and dying. There was also a time when, when people went through significant psychological trauma of a witnessing that, hearing about that, but then also seeing that within their own families where they were affected by loss of loved ones. And when you couple that with their inability to, to be around their loved ones during those times, it, it makes it that much harder to process it increases, you know, things uh, like guilt and um, anxiety, and it limits our ability to process grief. So, you know, we went through that. And then it's since then, as it has become more of a protracted course, there is a feeling of helplessness or, or just general anxiety that has set in in many individuals and, and a feeling of uh, perhaps pessimism in some and and maybe optimism in others and how, how things have been going. Uh, so there has been a variety of reaction since then. Prior to the pandemic, Dr. Sapra and his associates addressed the all-too-common issues of substance use disorder, depression, and domestic violence, to name a few. But now the overlay of a deadly virus is adding alarming complications to those concerns for employees, colleagues, and their loved ones at home. pandemic has also added not just the, the health-related concerns, but the concerns of social determinants, such as you know, our, our jobs, our housing, uh, stress of, of not being able to, to use things that we generally use to, to cope, such as being with each other and uh, networking or, or processing things together with friends and families. So, so that leads to a further overlay of, of inability to, to cope with many of these things that one would have perhaps handled better. 
we're seeing a higher incidence of uh, depression and anxiety up to uh, threefold as per uh, a CDC uh, report that came out back in August. We're seeing uh, similarly an increase in incidence of suicidal ideations. We're seeing uh, increase in prevalence of substance use and uh, um, also uh, there are concerns about increase in domestic violence. So, so there are a variety of complicating factors that are just so unique to the pandemic. Dr. Sapper says the pandemic inspired clinicians to employ existing teletechnologies to address the pressing demand for mental health services efficiently, safely, and conveniently for patients. One of the things that the pandemic did was it made us all behavioral health clinicians, telehealth providers overnight, telepsychiatry and teletherapy or, or any behavioral health services through video conferencing is not a unique idea, not a new idea. We've been doing it for at least a decade or year and perhaps even more and had been you know, gradually developing these, uh, these services. But the, the pandemic was a catalyst to this change, brought many of uh, individuals who were previously resisting either clinicians or patients into accepting this mode of, of providing treatment. So we are doing, depending on the clinic uh, here at Northwell, somewhere between 50 to 100% of our visits via video conferencing at this time. And this has been facilitated by wide availability of this technology now, also uh, facilitated by decrease in regulations around telepsychiatry applications, which happened both due to declaration of public health emergency here at New York State and also at the federal level, and by the uh, insurance companies accepting to pay for these services. So overall, we have seen that the clinicians have accepted it really well. They are very comfortable in providing care via tele, and uh, the patients have accepted it really well, and, and it's been quite revolutionary. Conditions for in-person services are subject to change as safety permits, but Dr. Sapper says the advantages and acceptance of telehealth services are proven and will continue to be helpful in the future. A perhaps less considered aspect of mental health and wellness, according to Dr. Sapra, is seeking healthy, reliable sources of information, both to shape our outlook and to make responsible decisions at home and in the workplace. Whether it is a media on the fringes or the mainstream media, the news about this pandemic is projected in such a heightened sense of anxiety. Anything that comes on related in a study that might have been done or a couple of infections in a school district or whatever, it's just on the main page. That becomes the main news for the day. Channeling that information to our employees through that authoritative way uh, and in a way that, that people trust that information, I think has been helpful. And then finally, a lot of effort in developing wellness resources and creating a sense of community and outreach through that has been helpful. We have also set up an emotional support resource line for our employees, which they can call in 24-7 uh, and just discuss what they are going through. And these are staffed by our wellness coaches and behavioral health counselors. So those are some examples of intervention or strategies that we have taken in a, for our workplace uh, mental health. 
the pandemic has shown the importance of of social connections. We talk a lot about social distancing, but it really should be the physical distancing. This is the time for individuals to come together and ha have a common sense of purpose and, and connect to each other. Remember, communicating is connecting. For information about COVID-19, variants, vaccinations and research, and strategies for achieving and maintaining sound mental health, connect with Northwell Health at northwell.edu. Be well, and thank you for listening. I'm David North.